Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello. <laughs> it's Dave here, and this is my wife, Kathy. Hello. And you're listening to The Cinemile. It's the podcast where we sit in our car at a Halloween themed drive thru. <laughs> We're so excited. <laughs> we are the podcast who record their walk home from the movies, but we are currently at our first ever drive in cinema. Yeah, I think drive. Drive in? Drive. Drive through. through. Oh no, drive through is McDonald's and that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not that. You don't drive through. Drive through, through <laughs> cinema. You just like watch five minutes of it as you drive past. I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Greece or um, American Graffiti or Rebel Without a Cause. Like they're the vibes I'm getting right now. Except if they were spooky. <laughs> spooky Greece. <laughs> this is incredible. Um, it's completely contactless. We're... We've just driven here. We're in our car. Yeah, this experience was made for the COVID it age. It was made for COVID winter. And um, some of our, a lot of our American listeners might be confused as to our excitement about this experience. This which does is- not happen. It, I believe 
they cropped up in the last few years in Ireland. We've never been to one. We've been to lots of outdoor cinemas. But this is actually better because it's so comfy. A car, you know, in an outdoor cinema, you're like a picnic blanket and you get really uncomfortable after a while. It's kind of fun in the summer, though. It, yeah. Oh, don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. I love an outdoor cinema. But this is really fun because we're sitting in our own car, which is like quite yeah. comfy. <laughs> um, and if anyone is asked, is, if you can hear this music in the background, it's because the setup here... So I understood like drive through. So drive throughs are as Kevin You mean said, drive in? Drive ins are not a thing. Drive in <laughs> cinema is not a thing in the UK and Ireland, really. Apparently it is now. But I always thought from American movies that it's like you tune in on your radio, and I think that was the old school way of doing yeah. it. Yeah. But now they hand you this, they hand you this like giant like speaker which you put on your dashboard it's got a little screen and everything which with a QR code so you can order food to your car this is awesome but we didn't know you could do that and it's got so music we... playing from it which is what you're hearing now we ate before we came sadly would not have done if we'd realised but it's awesome and it yeah. just opens a menu on the, on your phone and you can order anything to your car and you've got uh... we're so excited by the way these guys are not paying us to plug them we need to stop talking through all the mechanics well, we didn't of it. actually plug what are we here anyway, to see so it's the Luna Cinema let's give them the plug <laughs> yeah it's awesome we're, so we're at the Luna Cinema at Thorpe Park um, in Surrey if anyone is is interested and they're doing a Halloween series of specials and we're going um, to see the only movie that we could make <laughs> Casper yeah. the Friendly Ghost or just Casper but uh, oh that, they're not called Casper I think the movie's just called Casper but, right. but he is the Friendly Ghost that is his <laughs> moniker and I love that it's yeah. like when you come in it's like prepare to be terrified and you're like we're coming to see Casper <laughs> I know right <laughs> like tonight no I'm over some of the nights there are going to be some proper scary ones like there's going to be hereditary there's going hereditary. to be hereditary there's going to be joker which I wouldn't quite class as a halloween movie no no it's going to be all. alien which dave was keen on and i wasn't having already watched aliens this year and um, but actually well it was a bit late and ghostbusters my favorite movie ghostbusters ever ghostbusters is sold out but i oh, wasn't yeah and um, but i'm so excited for casper i don't quite remember it but i have very very fond memories of enjoying it do okay. you remember it I do. I have very distinct memories of this. Oh. I remember the movie very well. Bill Pullman's in it. Uh, I know Christina Ricci's in Christina it. Christina Ricci's. Uh, and I remember who... Do you remember who um, is plays Casper? Because I do. Oh, good question. What year was this? Early 90s. Well, actually, I might have it wrong in my head. <laughs> no, I'm not going to reveal that later. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess, for no reason, that it's the same kid who voiced Simba in The Lion King, a.k.a. a kid from Home Improvement. Okay, I know. I think it's Macaulay Culkin, uh, but I may be wrong. I realise that now. Um, okay, well, thanks for that. Fun and fact. I remember the plot. I remember the plot of this movie. Um, well, don't no spoilers. Okay, fine. If you don't want to know, I remember that. I know Casper's a friendly ghost from the cartoon. Yeah, Casper the friendly ghost. Friendly. He's a friendly little ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. But um, I'm absolutely petrified to be watching it on the big screen. The, ha- the haunting Hollywood mo- or Halloween movie here in our cars weird, it's, it's weird. me up it's weird how much of this movie is coming to me now which I saw once in the cinema many years ago see I didn't it, see it in the cinema so I'd say that's why and I, I, I also have a distinct it. memory of the cinema experience and I'll tell you why because this is a very uh, profound memory for Ooh. me and probably because we had cousins visiting so shout out to, to Lauren and Kira. I'm sure they're listening uh, and uh, they visited us in Ireland we went to the tea, to, uh, to all our Cork listeners ooh Twilight Zone, uh, the old Capital Cinema. Do you remember mm-hmm. on uh, on, pa- on? I do. This Grand this Parade. intro was veering on very boring. So <laughs> no, no, let me just get. Let me okay. finish my boring anecdote. <laughs> okay, get get cool. it out, regurgitated out of my system. Uh, by the way, the movie's supposed to have started, but I can see a projectionist fiddling oh, I think around. It is about to start. Um, okay, quick, tell us your incredible anecdote. Oh my god, it's not going to be incredible. But I, I remember 
um, sitting in the car on the way home, and I must have been like 10 years old, and um, my cousins were like, I love that, that's the best movie I've ever seen, and then I, I pretty much just laid into it. I was like, Oh no! Guys, I just didn't think it was that good in XYZ. So clearly, you a cinema. Clearly, I was like born for this, uh, <laughs> this born life. for this life, just, but I just sat there like an asshole in the car <laughs> telling them why their favourite movie ever was. So you wasn't were mansplaining from a very young age. Yeah, it's pretty much a dick move. <laughs> and I just have this distinct memory of like uh, one of them coming back at me with like. Well, uh, why don't you go watch Star Trek with all those stupid men flying around in a stupid spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> and I had no comeback to that. <laughs> You're like, Star Trek's amazing. Oh, but look, the movie's about to start. Um, this is awesome. Uh, can't wait. So excited. Basically thrilled. And I hope that this just goes on. I'm hoping that they sell so many tickets for this Halloween extravaganza that they just do this all winter. We just keep driving. Yeah, just to keep the driving over here. Yeah, this uh, is awesome. Are you thrilled and terrified in equal measure? I'm thrilled and terrified. I'm also really, really happy because those kind of lockdowns loom around the world again. I had a had a genuine fear that our last movie of the year in a cinema was going to be Bill and Ted Three. <laughs> so at the very least, it will be Casper. But we better go because yeah, the speaker's here, talking the, to the us. Spooky things coming out of the speaker. Okay, well we'll check in with you guys after uh, we've seen Casper. Yeah. At the drive-in. Bye. Bye. For 100 years, he has wandered the halls of Whipstaff Manor. Wow. Waiting for someone. There's a girl on my bed. Yes. Uh, hi. Casper. Can you go invisible? <laughs> that one's easy. Now, life at Whipstaff Manor. Will never be the same. Cool. Ghosts can't hurt you. Get yes, bone bag. Don't come near me, you spiteful spook. We share haunting stories. We throw parties. The parties are always pretty dead, though. I feel like Oprah on hiatus. What the hell do you think you're doing? We have company. Well, company loves misery. Take a hike. Get a grave. Yeah. Hi, we're back. The movie has ended. We're still in the car. Yeah, this is like very exciting for us. A new way to be recording the podcast. Yeah. We're just constantly mixing things up on the cinema. It's just, we're just cutting edge here. <laughs> sometimes we walk, sometimes we don't walk. I realised two things watching this movie. One, I have actually never seen it before. So and you just thought you'd seen it? Or I've what? like seen clips of it and I've seen the cartoon and I thought I'd seen the movie and it turns out I did know the ending so maybe I've seen a bit of the end. So I've never seen it in full and secondly, it's like infinitely better than I thought it was going to be. It <laughs> yeah, same. It completely holds up. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a really good movie. It's a great movie. It's like, really family friendly yeah. and but like I would say has real um, broad appeal. Like it's... Um, it's all the notes for adults. It does. I uh, really think I if you... can see kids enjoying it. Yeah, teenagers. and if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it in a long time, actually, like, maybe turn this off and go off and watch it if you have any young people in your life or just like us, you know, two losers in their mid-30s who want a night out. <laughs> I think we were one of the few cars that only contained adults. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I mean, I was also pleasantly surprised by it. And 
I wasn't really that pumped to watch Casper, <laughs> especially when like Ghostbusters and Alien and like movies like Hereditary were on offer. But we just kind of picked this because the time was the only one that suited us. Um, but I'm really glad we we watched it, and it's one I would definitely show to our boys when they're a little older. Well, I, I was thinking Oscar, a three year old. Actually, I don't think he'd be scared of it. I think he could watch it now. There's there's a few mild. I would it'd be interested to look at the rating of this. I I'd probably position it as a PG. There's a few mildly scary bits, but mostly it's it's very. It's really safe. family friendly. It is. Yeah. Um, and I think is it's really good, and it has that essence of like. A 90s family movie whereby it's genuinely funny, has a really good cast, is heartwarming, and also like a few kind of naughty jokes for the adults. Yeah. Like quite naughty. There's, um, th- yeah, agreed. There's, um, there's some good references here for the adults. As yeah. Well. It's filled with things that I would not have got at, at age No, 10. and for like, anyone who hasn't listened to our podcast before, by the way, um, we're just going to chat about the movie with no spoilers and then we'll go to Spoiler Street. So we won't spoil anything. If you Can we talk about the cameos? Haven't seen it or don't remember or, or ca- The cameos spoilers? The cameos well, aren't spoilers. This movie came out 25 years ago. The cameos not... aren't spoilers. Right, so there's the, the, here's the cameos in this movie, which are insane. Like, <laughs> Clint Eastwood, uh, Mel Gibson... the the Albeit see Mel Gibson now isn't... The, the cute thing it would have been back sure. then. Sure, well, or Clint Eastwood, arguably. but um, Or... Um, and uh, Mr. The, the ske- Mr. Rod well that's kind of just his show is on yeah. um, but uh, the skeleton from Tales from the Crypt was one I enjoyed oh I didn't notice that uh, yeah and uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd as Ray Stance from the Ghostbusters in full costume as a Ghostbuster Very so basically unexpected. this exists in the same universe as Ghostbusters yeah which is pretty awesome which is awesome and then not a cameo but one of the smaller characters is one of the Monty Pythons Eric Idle is in this movie yeah Bill uh, Pullman's the dad yeah, and cracking performance from Bill Pullman. Brilliant. Really good. Like, because we just watched The Sinner season three, and over on our uh, plug for our Patreon, by the way, if you want to listen to a full episode on that. Um, but that was a real dour 10 episodes with Bill. Uh, <laughs> that is Bill Pullman in his. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Bill Pullman dragging himself along, and like, as in his character is so. So slow moving and depressed and grim and like brutalized. And then you go to this, which is like a much younger Bill Pullman who's being very comedic, and it felt like such a breath of fresh air. And then, of course, the whole movie is linchpin by the wonderful Christina Ricci, who's just like well, back to, can, everything out of the park. Can we, she's, a, she's amazing. Can we just finish off Bill Pullman though and draw a line under him then? Because the, 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 thing, the thing that I was thinking about watching this again was like. Oh yeah, like Bill Pullman's good at good at comedy. Yeah, I didn't right? know that. And he's not he's a good and I think this it's interesting because there's a there's um there's an interesting distinction between being a good comedic actor and being say a comedian, right? And there is a difference. And I always remember Gene Wilder um in an interview. Will you turn on the engine because I'm kind of cold? Yeah, sure. Um, I always remember Gene Wilder in an interview saying, like, I am not a funny person. I'm the least funny person. And it it was true because I've seen several interviews with him. And may he rest in peace. But he was a real dry ball in an interview. (laughs) But but he's a master comic actor. Well, he's been a good actor, right? And I think the same can be said of Bill Pullman and not to say he's not, not a funny man I'm sure he might be a funny man but he's not sort of a, he's not an Eddie Murphy or a you know or a Bill Murray mm-hmm. but he's 
he the man has has good comic timing um, and he also what he brought to this role was like some real like pathos like he's a grieving husband um and a struggling father and i bought into i emotionally invested in him and uh, christina ricci's relationship and yeah as you as you just said I th- and to her that i thought she was a real like delight she's just she could just hold a movie she was always amazing she's really good um and she like it's funny because this must have been after Adam's Family was it if this was 1995 yeah I'm going to say with my phone in front of me 93 I would put um, 92, 93 I'd put the the Adam's Family movies and this this is 95 95. and it's interesting that the start of this movie is her basically lamenting how her parent keeps uprooting her and making her join all these new schools which is her plot in Mermaids Um, the movie with Cher and Monona Ryder have you seen that? Uh, when she's much much younger I've seen there's a bath famous bath scene yeah I love that movie Um, can uh, we sorry on that note about them that's where we meet yeah that's where we meet uh what are you indicating I'm me to turn do? turn off the engine. Oh, right, okay, now. well, um, just tell me to do it. Like, you don't have to, like, just waving hand signals at me so the podcast people don't have to know. Now we've wasted more time. Anyway, so on the on the subject of, like, when we meet, when how we meet these characters, it's through, um, and as you said, the, she's she's somebody who's being uprooted. So for anybody who doesn't Sorry. remember, how do we turn, what are you doing? How do we turn off the lights? You, you press this one. There you go. Um... Oh, I'm sorry. Are the lights bothering the, the podcast <laughs> listeners as well? Are they? Me. Um, so the, uh, the yeah, <laughs> fucking losing my train of thought here. The um, when we when we meet them, yeah, you said there's a, they're like the setup for anyone who doesn't remember is that the the father is a Bill Pullman is a a ghost psychiatrist, right? <laughs> of course. And uh, the the daughter, yeah, he's moving her from school to school. As it turns out, he's searching for her dead mother, right? Who is so, judging Amy? Who is judging Amy? Yeah. <laughs> and um, we meet them. We're introduced to these characters through a, a, a local news report, um, which is one of the funniest things <laughs> I've ever seen because it's so incredibly judgmental. It starts as this sort of local James Doctor Dell Doctor James blah 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 believes he can speak to ghosts and he's helped all these people and blah blah blah. And it seems like this like profile that he was he was sort of a part of. But like then, then this, they cut to like footage of a camera person on the other side of a fence trying to talk to Christina Ricci on her, her like first day of school and like harassing her. <laughs> and she's like, "Can you please leave me alone? I don't want to talk about my dad." It was like well, this is part of the piece that you agreed to. It was like and paparazzi then, following like the children of a celebrity. So bizarre. And then the newscaster um, introduces her as a and James is constantly moving with his loner daughter, and he continues to move, dragging his daughter with him this like insane like judgement from this news feed well I think the movie was like taking the piss a lot and like actually like being funny and I think that was one of those scenes yeah, where probably. it was like being funny and I love that like basically Casper's watching that news segment and then the woman the kind of evil Cruella de Vil type woman who owns the house is trying to get rid of the ghosts he kind of pushes the TV in front of her so she sees the segment and calls them and he like fancies Christina Ricci and yeah I just it was really sweet and I think visually it held up a hundred times more than I expected it yeah. to hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 25 I'm, years. It that, looks incredible. Well, well, if you think of, right, we were talking recently about, um, you know, movies where um, humans interact with animated characters, right? And that's essentially what these are. And they are computer graphics 
but they, they're real car- they're cartoons essentially and this is so this is post- yeah, when you die you turn into a see-through cartoon <laughs> yeah <laughs> unless you're judging Amy but in which case you're not a cartoon yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're judging Amy but the um, the uh the gra- yeah, the effects really hold up. This is post Who Framed Roger Rabbit, post Cool World with Brad Pitt as an example. So I feel like they kind of had the experience. Uh, it was just sort of switching the animation style, so to speak. Well, do you want to hear? Um, as we always we'll do, do in our retro re- retro reviews, we do some fun facts. And while Dave was driving home, I was frantically googling fun facts whilst making myself feel mildly carsick. Um, so it's the, actually the first feature film to have a fully CGI lead character. Now that's okay. Okay, he is kind of the lead, and and the movie is called Casper, but Christina Ricci is actually the lead. Let's just put that out there. Um, well, the movie is named after him. Yeah, so fair I, enough. Yeah. Um, and when the actors were like acting against them, it's not like obviously an Andy Circus performance. This was them acting against tennis balls at the end of polls, or sometimes actually acting across nothing, which and I actually, was a bit visible. Once again, to the actors' credit, it, it was they were entirely convincing. I think Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci were amazing with them, particularly um, when you look at what happened oh four years after this, when Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace came out. <laughs> yeah, inexcusable. <laughs> um, but wait till you hear how much went into it. Um, so one of the reasons it was so difficult to do is because the movie the characters were mostly see-through which is a really challenging visual effect and all this work took a long time it took them two years to do these visual effects and to put that into uh, context a single two minute scene could take upwards of eight months of post-production work to accomplish and um, funnily kind of indicative of when the movie was made the effects were said to require the equivalent of 19 million floppy disks to create (laughs) oh my god wow so wait I like to think that this is a literal calculation like they had to load a program using 19 million floppy disks oh there is a landfill they hired people to to swap them in and out one after the other there's a landfill in California that's just the 19 million (laughs) floppy disks from Casper (laughs) Um, I'm amazed they managed to get it all onto a DVD for the purposes of this. But yeah, it holds up. It looked so much better than I was expecting. And then there's like some scenes where it's like um, the ghost of Casper, his, when he was alive, uh, his dad was an inventor. And there's these kind of, oh, these funny things that you'd have as like a trope of like, of course an inventor does this. He invents this like kind of chair that moves through all these things that like wash you and spray like shaving gel on you and shave you and like put a dicky bow around your neck and like oh, something that no one would ever invent but it's almost like a ghost train which is quite fun and it's kind of like a roller coaster and you can tell they built it like the set looks yeah, really yeah, yeah. expensive it's like the uh, the haunted mansion at Disney World it's like a theme park ride it's like that and yeah. you know it's, and we it's watched a, it this in, in Thorpe Park which was it's a mansion that's been subsequently used for a video can you guess what music video has been used a for? A music video. In the 90s. Thriller? In the 90s. In the 90s. Or early noughties, but I think 90s. Backstreet's Back. Yeah. Backstreet's oh, no Back. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, it was awesome. And um, so, no, it really holds up. And, like, I think, like, should we, like, just go to Spoiler Street now? Oh, no, there were some things that I wanted to, um, which I thought were interesting, is very much of its time in, in terms of cultural references. So there's... Um, like he says come with me if you want to live and then yeah. he takes her out but then it then he's not doing Terminator he's doing Superman um, there was very overtly at one point that I was like Casper is Cinderella to Dave and that became more and more true as the movie went on um, 
But in terms of the cultural relevance, at one point there was a bit that I thought I really didn't like that Dave didn't get, but I got it, which was a joke about Oprah, specifically about her weight. And obviously Oprah was huge back in the 90s and she famously had fluctuating weight, but I found it highly inappropriate to effectively have a fat joke about a famous woman in your movie. And it was just weird. Like, it took me out of the movie. Yeah, I think these days the, uh, the writers would be a bit more sensitive about that. And but it's also just... It's not funny. Like I didn't get it. Um, and it, and it's also well, it's a movie also in with. Uh, I'm I'm not forgiving that joke. But that aside, this is a movie where one of the characters was called Fatso, and yeah. was just like gorging on food. And so they were, you know, they were just playing into fat jokes. Yeah, it was just very much of its time. One of the things as well that like took me a while to get my head around was like, and I don't think it quite makes sense. Was like the mechanics of it. Okay, so Casper and the other ghosts seem to be able to like physically manipulate the environment they're in and, and then, turn into animated yeah, balloons they can suddenly make props anvils. so like one minute Casper's there then the next minute he's got like a party hat on and like blowing a thing you know those things that make noises for parties and like has balloons around him and I'm like how did he manifest those props and then there's a couple of instances where the ghosts are able to touch the humans but then when Casper and Christina Ricci try and hold hands their hands go through each other so I feel like for all the money they spent on this movie yeah have spent a few get more it minutes. straight yeah. get it straight Casper <laughs> get the spend a few more straight. minutes on your mechanics <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you have anything else oh the, the like had the tropes that I love of an American teen movie like early teen movie but there's like the big school dance yeah. there's the slightly kind of mean girl like and like a slightly dullard boy who follows her around it doesn't really amount to much but no uh, it just you know. felt like we were like there's enough going on in here like I there's a lot in this yeah, movie, but nothing. For 90 minutes. It's very well balanced. Mm. Like it's just doesn't that stay its welcome. Everything is. Um, it's got a surprise. It nips along. Yeah. It's got a really good plot, I would say. It's got a, a couple of interesting twists along the way, and um, has a, a really good, strong resolution. Yeah. And said it like it's a, honestly, it's a it's a very very good movie. I thought it was a real surprise and a real treat. Can we get to the to the ending now? Because I want to discuss it. Okay, so let's go to Spoilers Street. Spoiler car. Spoiler driveway. Spoiler driveway. Yeah, we're on Spoiler Driveway for Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yeah. Quick pause there. Cut Did back. you forget what we want? I was like trying to remember the name of it. Um... And... Right, so what do you want to discuss? So, oh, sorry, sorry. I should address... I, I'm way off on Macaulay Culkin, right? It was Devin Sauer. I still don't know who Devin Sawa is, but he was a dreamboat. Devin Sawa is from Final Destination and Idle Hands. So is he the lead guy in Final Destination? Yeah, in the first one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he... So, for anyone who doesn't know, and you should know if you're on Spoiler Driveway, um, at the end, um, Judging Amy shows up as an angel and she grants Casper a wish... Um, and she basically says you are Cinderella and this is where I was like I knew it because earlier on in the movie Casper turns out is just a, a slave for his uncles and so he cleans and cooks and his wicked step uncles he's abused by them and cooks and cleans all day so I was like oh he's Cinderella and then they say he's Cinderella and then she says you get to go to the dance and be a real boy and he goes but Cinderella so it's Pinocchio Cinderella got to do it till midnight and she goes Cinderella wasn't 12 years old right fine 
Turns out when she did this, it must have been at 9.50pm. Yeah, because he has just enough time to walk down the <laughs> stairs, have one quick dance, and then it's time to go Which back. Which makes no sense. And we dead. need to backtrack a bit on the dance here because Christina Ricci's first day in school, she stands up in front of the whole class just as the teachers announced that um, they have asbestos in the in the gymnasium so they can't hold the school dance there. And Christina, they basically, someone suggests that they should hold the dance at her house, her this brand new person in the classroom. And the teacher's like, cool. I'm like, you as a teacher can't just go along with a child's suggestion that a party would be held in someone else's house who's not consented to it. Yeah, you, you need know, insurance. Health and safety. Yeah. It's a haunted mansion. They said it's... Um, it's condemned. condemned. It's a <laughs> condemned building. This teacher just pushed 30 <laughs> students into a condemned building and he doesn't even check with an adult. Instead, one of her classmates goes to her house to knock on the door and say, just check it if you've asked your dad if it's cool for us to host like a huge event at your house that, and we that don't even good? see that scene you know the whole show don't tell thing like I feel like we should have seen the scene where she went to her dad and said can I hold a dance here and then on the night like all the shenanigans are happening where she's like trying to bring Casper back from the dead the evil Cruella de Vil woman dies wanting to come back as a ghost which is very funny actually I thought that was really funny yeah when her and Eric Idle are trying to kill each other I thought it was really yeah. enjoyable and there's a few more things on the cutting room floor there because we did, we did notice that suddenly he's wearing a full a suite of armour and then the next step the next scene he's not wearing it again yeah so all that stuff was really funny then all the kids show up for the dance with the with the teacher at the time the dance would start at I'm like a teacher would have come and done a recce on this place like, <laughs> teacher yeah, yeah, would yeah. not be arriving with the kids the dance starts uh, and immediately then Casper comes down from his incredible playroom up in the basement up in the attic oh, and some, um, some room he's so dreamy that everyone like the crowd parts when he walks through the dance yeah. and then him and her just like start wordlessly dancing he's a total dreamboat he is and then she's like Casper and they look down and they're both levitating it's like that's a bit weird and then they kiss weird, he's a ghost so they have their presumably both of their first kiss and then Casper just turns back into a, a ghost a of a cart- four-year-old again. A cartoon again. four-year-old ghost. Yeah. yeah. And that's, Creepy. So I was like, okay, so they've now like had a romantic encounter, right? And now he's back to being this, what is essentially a toddler ghost in her bedroom. And now is he just going to continue to sleep in her bed with her and stuff? Like, I thought Casper should have crossed over after the dance. Yeah. But you know why they didn't do that? Sequel... Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense because the whole point is like ghosts have to like have unfinished business. It would have been, yeah, it's way better. It, and sorry, he did, I, he had two unfinished businesses. One was that he fulfilled his father's wish of like bringing somebody back to life. Yeah, and it's, uh, judging Amy even says it to him. He says, your father's so, she says your father's so proud of you for yeah, fulfilling his wish. because there's one person could be brought back to life and Casper chose for it to be Bill Pullman who randomly died when he stepped out of a pub and outside the pub was a like a bottomless pit. Ditch or something, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, um, I, so he brought he, Bill Pullman back to life. He did the most noble thing. He, he remembered his, his whole identity. Wish. He literally has no unfinished business. And he got he to ne- go to a dance and kiss yeah. a girl. He needs to die. He yeah. needs to move on. And I t- totally agree with you. And I have no doubt that that was the original... Um, ending and that somebody said sequel in 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 exactly that tone because it's like it's like at the end of Ghost if uh, spoiler alert for the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore if yeah, instead fast forward of, a minute if you haven't seen Ghost if if instead of of that beautiful ending where he he finally gets to you know they say goodbye and he moves on it was just like 
Do you know what? I'm going to stick around and solve crimes. A different one every week. I'm going to stick around and just every time you try and kiss someone, jump at the photo frame with the picture of us and knock it over. Because I <laughs> yeah. know how much you love that. Why don't we just hang out and do pottery day in, day out? And Demi Moore just goes, Ditto! Oh, God. Um, no, but basically, he doesn't move on. Yeah, you're right about the sequel thing, but I just thought it was really creepy because he goes back to being this childlike figure. Um, and it was interesting when I was... He is a child... Tra- tra- like, yeah, but then he's like, like yeah, but he's like a tween in real life. Yeah, but he's a, he's like he reminded me of our three year old. Otherwise, it's because he's got big. He's a big cartoon eyes and um, and it was interesting because obviously it featured. It's based on a Harvey Comics cartoon character, um, but in the there's been some like a comic kind of character, but there's been some discourse around this book, around this film. Because like people who were true to the source material took issue with it because <laughs> in the source, source material Casper is a ghost that was born of ghosts, but in the film they oh. made him a little boy who died and then became a ghost, and the boy died of pneumonia. Though how they kind of got that across in the movie is that I wanted the sled. My daddy bought me a sled. I went out in the sled. I got real cold and then I died. And you're like. Huh? What did you die of? I mean, it's less probably a less gruesome injury than yeah, I was imagining. It was I like in, a horrific sledding accident is what was in my mind. So apparently, some of the comics in the sixties portrayed him as born of ghost to ghost parents. I'm sorry. What's what's creepier? Um, a sweet story of a boy who passed before his time and has unfinished business, or ghost born of ghosts <laughs> <laughs> that sounds way more terrifying well f- uh, in another fun that. fact there was actually supposed to be a Casper 2 um, and it was but. gonna happen a couple of years later but they in the meantime made like a shitload of like straight to VHS prequels and sequels and they made video games and they made all this stuff and at that point they'd kind of just done it to death and um, the appetite for Casper had diminished. Well, the appetite may not have diminished, but the perf- those things didn't perform hugely. And then Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci kind of lost interest. So I think at that point, everyone just fell away from the project. Yeah. Um. Also, you you do diminish appetite to a point with all that straight to video stuff, but most people wouldn't have seen it. So I just think what would have been weirder is if it was like a couple of years later, and like Christina Ricci would have been quite old, and then. Casper's like even younger. You still yeah, her. I just think it would have been <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. really inappropriate. And um, but it made a lot of money. So it had a fifty-five million dollar budget, which was a lot of money in the mid nineties. Yeah. But it made two hundred eighty-seven million dollars. And in terms of the, it was four direct to DVD, uh, sorry, direct to video made for TV follow-up films and an animated television four. spin-off called the Spectacular New Avengers of Casper. Um, Good. Fun fact: The strong, film was nominated. There. The film Jeez. was nominated for worst picture at the 1995 Stinkers Bad Movie what? Awards. What? I'm sorry. But lost to guess what? It lost to uh, 1995. I think for really bad. Batman movie. and Robin. No. Batman Forever. No Batman. Uh, I mean, it could be going a while. Give me, give me a clue. Dancing. This is not good audio. Showgirls. Showgirls. Yeah, oh, yeah. Show I mean, girls. Showgirls is is dreadful. This is a good movie. I stand <laughs> by it. It's a good family movie, guys. Um, there and like we spoke about, there being some kind of adult references. Like at one point, there's a ver- there's a very funny scene where Bill Pullman, uh, Christina Ricci says to Bill Pullman over breakfast. So sorry, guys, for that noise. Um, we have a dash cam that <laughs> kicks in whenever there's any movement. Um, and it just keeps kicking in, even though we're sitting here in complete silence. Um, Christina Ricci says, "I want to look nice for the dance, like." date nice and Bill Pullman's like oh I think it's time we had to talk and she goes oh don't worry it's way too late too late for that and he says how late and she goes 
Well, not that late. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I thought that was really good. And then there was like repeated use of the word bitch, which surprised me in a kids' movie. Um, that probably pumped this up to a PG, I'd say. Might have. Yeah. When the, the baddie woman is like, that bitch is back. Particularly because um, American, uh, the American censor board is particularly sensitive to language more than violence. Yeah, but it might be something like this. There's often like an amount of something that can be said before it bumps it up a classification. And they use the yeah. word bitch twice in reference to a woman. Like so. these days you're allowed to get one shit in a PG. I think. That was in Australia. Oh, that's just Australia. You're allowed shit at PG level. I don't know what it is over here. By the way, Kathy is a uh, qualified classifier. I wasn't that right. You did classification training only in Australia. Oh, just for Australia. All right, okay. <laughs> so I only when we lived there did I do it, so I can I can uh, speak to Australian classification guidelines for anyone who's interested. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely has that kind of fun '90s, like slightly on the edge stuff that's aimed just at, at growing up, which I I really enjoyed. Um, and I think at the end like it just got all a bit silly like when Amy Brenneman slash judging Amy, uh, judging Amy shows up like to Bill Pullman and she shows up with like her arms wide out and she's just like a bird almost yeah, like remi- floating it, it was, in it reminded me of uh, of that um, the uh, turn around music video turn around well, exactly it was just like, like that. that it was just like this the smoke and the billowing hair and the but I thought it was really nice when she said like the reason because it turns out she's an angel she said the reason I'm not a ghost is like I don't have unfinished business like I, I'm really happy with my how my life went and I think you're a brilliant dad and I don't want me to become your unfinished business and I just thought it was really it was nice a nice line a few nice lines in this but yeah but did you notice she didn't say and I want you to move on with another woman she said I actually wrote it down oh. if I can find it probably can't find it she, she said, said I think she said I uh, want you to need watch... to live that ba- sweet bachelor life no she said I want to watch over both of you until we're together again i.e. under no circumstances are you <laughs> <laughs> to find a new relationship or a new uh, spouse or a new partner um, before you die it does kind of make it awkward though if you've suddenly so if you've got a dead spouse and you've suddenly confirmed not only the existence of the afterlife but that they're watching your every movement from, yeah. from afar mm-hmm. then suddenly you are in some sort of surveillance state and they did state. like kiss like she she yeah. was able to physically touch him and kiss him so he's probably like okay they're very much just they're in, they're entering into the long distance phase of their relationship I think if I haunted you I'd do something similar yeah you'd watch over me every minute no I'd drop no privacy I'd drop and you'd be like no no I wouldn't I wouldn't care to watch you every minute I'd just drop enough hints that you'd know that you weren't allowed to move on and you had to wait till the afterlife to see me again right well I can't wait till you move on <laughs> <laughs> to the afterlife to haunt me and prevent me from going on Tinder <laughs> no no you can go on Sorry. Tinder because we live in a society where you can't leave your house <laughs> fine uh, you can have all the fun you want on Tinder okay um, but yeah, I think I've run out of fun facts now. That was it. That was good. Well done, Kathy. The Thank um, you. the the thing that was bothering me while I was watching this, right? I realised is that she's what twelve, thirteen, and apparently he's twelve by the thing. But he's not twelve. He was twelve when he died, at least a hundred years ago. Judging from the the state of his dad and his dad's inventions and the, and the the convenient newspapers telling us. Of of, uh, of his dad's uh, being being uh, labelled legally insane and put in an asylum. Um, but can we just talk? About which that? also bothered me because who left that paper there? But also, after the dad had been committed, yeah, that bothered me for sure. But also, the dad had created like this incredible machine with the elixir of life to bring his son back from the dead, and the machine was ready to go. 
And the dad had presumably, from how the newspaper described it, been just wandering about town and boasting to everyone how he'd built it, right? Yeah, because the headline was, he... man invents... Um, man wait. claims to invent machine to bring <laughs> yeah. a dead son back. Why didn't he Slow just do it? Day. They were at home together. He left to go and tell everyone in the town his news. Yeah. I guess because so he here's wanted... what happened. Here's 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 the here's, here's the li- timeline of events. He in- literally invents a Lazarus machine which brings people back from the dead. Yeah, done. So excited in his haunted ghost mansion room. Yeah, with his son present who is dead and requires it. Yeah, says son, wait here. We have to tell the local press about this. We'll have a big launch, red ribbon cut. I guess you kind of want to show off if you've like if you're able to recreate yeah, human instead life instead of you know just actually doing it and proving. Um, the local news editor is like. You're a madman, um, and then mm-hmm. tells the police, at which stage he gets locked up. Local news editor then, this is a great story. Let's run it. Yeah. Man claims to have um, created way to bring back death. That's the first part of the story because he hasn't been committed yet. Uh, then the next day... Because three different newspapers. There's the follow-up, right? The ne- no, no, no. Then he gets committed, right? So Casper's waiting in the house. Yeah. Then the same newspaper editor says, what about happened to that guy who invented the thing? And then um, it's like, oh, Jay was legally committed, Joe. And it's like, that's page one. And this is on Friday. This is a few days later. So this is the next day. And at this stage... The, Dave, is this the same critique you'd ever done back in 1995 <laughs> when you trashed the movie? And at this stage, the local journalist who covered Dave the story... Dave just hit the dash and now the dash cam Nobody cares on. about the dash cam. <laughs> um, and the, the local journalist decides um, to go to the house Dave, to see if he can find the Lazarus machine with the newspaper that's just been printed saying that this man has been legally committed, at which t- time he is spooked by Casper and a number of ghosts and drops his newspaper which is why that there's a newspaper with the headline Father is Legally Committed after okay. he has been legally committed. But now you've just made me think of what is it fatal flaw in the movie. So Casper claims to Clisina Ricci that he can't remember every anything about the life he lived now that he's dead. But then when he starts remembering everything because she magically um, recreates his playroom in the space of five minutes he... Then didn't even get a cleaning. Montage. No, he suddenly then remembered everything about what had happened after he died, which is that his dad had built this machine and was going to bring him back from the dead. Well, so yeah, but man, why didn't he remember after he died? Exactly. Yes. Is it because a hundred years had subsequently passed? To which, your point, which is my point. He's a hundred and twelve years old at least. Yeah, but it often seems like that in in ghost things. It's like you're stuck. You know, you're talking about the unfinished business or whatever. But also, it's like you're stuck in the mental state. Like, think about Casper. Yeah, he might be a hundred years old, but like. He's just lived in this creaky old house being like a slave to his three. Yeah, but his uncles. brain is mature. Like, But it does a ghost brain mature. And that is the question <laughs> at the heart of this movie. Does a ghost brain mature? His body certainly hasn't matured because well, he's got the body of a four-year-old. Think of Interview with the Vampire and Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, but Kirsten who, Dunst is out and about murdering people and stuff. Casper's just been there cooking. So actually, I liked the um, when he cooks for the uncles and they eat the food, it rots and lands on the ground as rotten fruit and veg, which I thought was quite cool. Um, I think we've probably done enough of spoiler discussion on Casper. <laughs> I'm glad we went so deep yeah, on this movie that nobody word. wanted to, to listen to an episode about. <laughs> A movie I honestly never <laughs> thought I'd see in the cinema. Um, it's just so funny that this is the world we live in where we're like now, put the kids to bed. It's like, right, big night out. This is, we were so excited. It's like, we went to see Casper after the kids had gone down. Well, do you know what? Like, I, it's so interesting that we saw Bill and Ted a couple of weeks ago because Bill and Ted, Ted 3 is a new movie, right? And, and yeah, we enjoyed elements of it, but we had a lot of issues with it as well. This was 
so this much is a better. better. Movie. This was so much better. Yeah, if now, I'm, this is of course a huge budget Hollywood movie, and in it, you know, in its day, it was a blockbuster. But it's it's just so good. But this is entertaining. Yeah, it's I, funny. Yeah. It's it, quite sweet and emotional. It's got broad appeal. I just think it's got this movie's got a lot going for it. Yeah, and it's got a high school dance with it with a dreamy love boat. Yeah, yeah, which is ba- it's all either of us ever want to see in a movie. Yeah, um, and Bill Pullman. I just want dreamy, dreamy twelve-year-old <laughs> love boats. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And even I wish I could take that sentence David back. David said he thought it was Macaulay Culkin, and I was like, I don't know who it is. And then they. It was like it's reveal. I'm telling you guys, you have to go and watch it if you haven't. This kid comes down the stairs. We only see the back of his head. He walks through the crowd. You only see the back of his head. He starts dancing with her. You can only see the back of his head to the point where I'm the like, the crowd are basically gasping like, at how attractive he is. I was like, is it River Phoenix? Is it Brad Renfro? Like, I'm so excited. And then he turned around. And I'm like, I have no idea who this actor is. It wasn't Macaulay so Culkin. disappointed. But let me tell you where I got Macaulay Culkin from because I googled it. Um, you googled why do I think Macaulay Culkin's in Casper the uh, Exactly that. And there was a whole article with that exact headline. Really? And uh, no, there wasn't. Yeah, so it turns out Macaulay Culkin and Devin Sawa, uh, who played the cas- real life version of Casper in this, had been having sort of some mock online rivalry about two years ago. Um, and one of, the, at, as part of this online feud they were having over Twitter as rival 90s childhood uh, stars. I think, I think there's no competition really. One was much bigger than the other. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, Macaulay Culkin did a stunt where he had a headshot of him as an eight year old and wrote, fuck you, Casper, on the, uh, <laughs> on the headshot. And that was a picture. But weirdly, the voice of Casper, because Casper is a baby, the, the animated ghost, the voice of Casper was some guy called Malachi. So it only turned into this tween heartthrob right at the end. So why didn't it have the same voice? Because the tween, because Devin Sawa had the wrong. It's like um, it's like when Colin Firth played Paddington, and it seems like <laughs> it seems like great casting, but then it just didn't work. So they yeah. had to get um, Ben Wheatley in or yeah, Ben, ben Wishaw. Or I know what you mean. It must have been, also because then like Casper would have been like felt like more like her age the whole time and maybe she would have found her creepy when he like lay in bed kissing yeah, her suddenly, Yeah, suddenly Casper would be all smooth and suave. He'd be like, hey baby. Yeah, It'd be a bit creepy. was like, hey baby, there's a girl in my bed. Yeah, it's just Rather gross. Than, oh my God, there's a girl in my bed. It's interesting, we've watched a lot of things with ghosts lately. We've been watching, well, we watched two episodes of The Haunting Bly Manor, which was terrible. Which is terrible. Yeah, and a really it. awful follow-up to The Haunting of Hill House, which, which is a love. great yeah. show. Then we've been watching Ghosts, the sitcom on BBC. Which, which is brilliant. brilliant. So totally love Ghosts. And now, soon, we will be putting up a poll on Twitter, our patented Halloween Twitter poll, where we'll get you guys to pick what we're going to watch for well, Halloween. I thought this was it. No. Is this an our this Halloween episode? This is a trip episode? to the cinema. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> but this is the Casper. spooktacular Casper. <laughs> a random Casper that happened to be on in a drive-through cinema is not our patented Halloween episode. <laughs> patented? Yeah. You, put, you, fi- you did file the patent. Of course. <laughs> the Hill is the Cinema episode that gets released... In October every year where we watch Arvel. <laughs> no one else thinks of that. This All right, is, then. This is how we make the big money. Well, look out for that on Twitter, at the Cinemile, yeah. and you can vote for what Halloween movie you want us to watch this year. And we mean horror movies. But honestly, because you know, it's been a tough year for everyone and everyone's a bit fragile, um, I just recommend watching Casper and not watching a scary movie, frankly. 
I was, I was, it was spectacular though yeah so. it was spectacular yeah. um, so thank you everyone for listening head over if you wouldn't mind doing so uh, we would love if you could subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and rate us um, particularly on Apple Podcasts that really helps us we're also on Spotify we are uh, on the Acast app and we're on Stitcher and wherever, we're, wherever podcasts wherever you can are. get podcasts and we're on patreon.com forward slash the cinema where we review retro movies much like this <laughs> um, and TV shows and we have loads of fun over there um, and thank you everyone yes. for listening and we uh, just watched Leon the Professional if you want yes, to we just watched Leon the Professional review of that Kathy and uh, her sister Elizabeth had not seen it before and what was the theme for Leon again? Uh, de- film debuts film debuts so you get to choose if you join our Patreon over there you get to choose what movies you want us to watch next and they are based on themes suggested by you the audience yeah and this month the theme suggested by one of our Patreons Brona had been um, movies where the one of the lead roles is played by a now famous actor in their debut which we had loads of good suggestions on and then we made a poll and Leon the professional one for Natalie Portman who is wonderful in me on the professional, um, but it was great to watch the movie. Yeah. Now, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Come say hi at the Cinemile everywhere or the Cinemile at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Casper, the friendly ghost, the friendliest ghost you know. Old grown ups might look at him with fright, but children all love him so. He always says hello, and he's really glad to meet you wherever he may go. He's kind to every living creature. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.